0: And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. I keep hearing this over and over in the media again, and I think it's important to address, which is all of a sudden I keep hearing all these people coming out of the woodwork, including Roddy White of all people, saying and advising Trevor Lawrence, hey Trevor, if the Jets have the number one pick, do not go there. Can we just stop this now? This You just sound ridiculous when you say this. Because there's so much ahead of us going forward. And really, the only thing, in my opinion, that would prevent the Jets from getting Trevor Lawrence is Adam Gase if he's somehow the coach in 2021. But you cannot sit there and tell me that, A, he's going to be the coach for 2021, and B, Joe Douglas, who is a smart personnel player who understands... Okay, I have the chance to draft arguably the best quarterback talent in the last decade. And the thing that could disturb that is if I keep the head coach who isn't getting along with anyone and really hasn't proven to the organization that he can be a head coach because he's already done it and failed in Miami. I don't think that's going to happen. But for people that are saying, oh, the Jets its such a bad spot for Trevor Lawrence... Is it really that bad? You have to really look at the whole picture. And the Jets, arguably, especially if they get the number one pick, is a pretty decent spot for Trevor Lawrence. Now people are going to say, oh, you're crazy. Well, think about this. People last year, the big story was Joe Burrow, oh, he shouldn't play for the Bengals. I would make the case that that was an even worse situation than what Trevor Lawrence is going into. He's going into an organization... That isn't aggressive in the draft. They're an organization that doesn't accumulate picks. They pick where they pick. They don't try to be aggressive getting more picks. And they're not a free agent destination and they don't go after free agents. So I can understand why Joe Burrow would be hesitant. The Jets have proven they're not hesitant in going after in the draft and in free agency. And while it has backfired on them multiple times, at least they have shown that they can be aggressive. And people keep saying this to me too like... oh. No one's going to want to coach the Jets next year. If they have the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be arguably the most attractive job in the NFL. And people are going to say, oh, that's not true. I get ownership is concerning, but they do have Joe Douglas there who has high respect throughout the league. The other thing too is look at the other head coaching jobs opening up in the NFL. Number one, there's always a reason that a team... There's a little bit of dysfunction if they have to move on from a head coach. It just wasn't working. So let's look at the two frontrunners who have obviously fired their head coaches. The Houston Texans. People would say, oh, that's a better job than the Jets. They have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but here's the problem. He's going to be starting his max contract soon. They have one of the highest salaries, I believe actually the highest salary hit of any team. They're in salary cap hell. And what doesn't help is a lot of those stars like JJY are getting older, and they don't have draft capital because Bill O'Brien basically traded away. So we're talking about a franchise that doesn't have the flexibility to make moves, is an older roster, and a roster that is getting paid a ton of money. Even though Deshaun Watson is attractive, you can't really make a lot of moves. The Jets are going to have the most cap space. They're going to have, I saw this today too, Now with the trade for Jordan Willis, they now have nine picks in each of the consecutive drafts. And this is the big one. 13 of the 27 are in the first three rounds. So the Jets have 13 first, second, and third round picks over the next three years. They have draft capital and capital capital. It's attractive. But what about Atlanta? Atlanta's in a funny spot. They're another team, more flexibility, have draft picks, but... They have an aging roster as well. Matt Ryan is in his high thirties now. Would a new head coach want to keep going with that? Or does he want his own guy? But I, mean, I think now that they've gotten a bit of a spark, they're going to give win enough games to be out of the top five and probably out of range to draft a quarterback in the first round. That's just my opinion. I just think that their their offense is too talented not to win five or six ball games, and who knows with that defense, but. You look at the Jets and it's basically a clean slate and expectations are so low. I mean, if the team is competitive next year and Trevor Lawrence progresses and you win five or six games, that's going to be a big deal for the head coach. That's going to be a big deal and I think it will be attractive. Now, I think they'll go after an offensive mind and either way, I think they're going to get a better head coach. They're going to upgrade the coaching position. And I think that will be attractive to Trevor Lawrence. But here's the other thing no one's talking about. People keep saying, oh, well, look at Eli. Eli held out. Oh, look at at the Colts and John Elway. He held out. Those were two organizations that were in a different kind of chaos. The Jets, I admit, they are a chaotic organization with how they are currently structured. I think that gets alleviated in the offseason. But you look at those guys, John Elway and Eli Manning. Those organizations, as a whole, were complete dysfunction. Have you noticed, over the last two decades, the Chargers always seemed to have trouble signing their first-round picks? They always seemed to have trouble going on free agency, and, oh, by the way, they spurned their entire fan base in San Diego. Both of those franchises had something very similar. They didn't have a concrete home. John Elway, when the Colts were looking at him, Ursay was fighting with the city of Baltimore. There is a feeling that they could move in the middle of the night. They did, it was a year later. And you look at the Chargers, even back in 04, there was rumblings that they weren't gonna be long in San Diego. They had that cloud they are gonna be moving to LA for years, and then they finally do, and they are a complete dud of an organization. Last time I checked, the Jets They're not going anywhere. And they also have something that those two markets don't have. Those are smaller markets. New York is the number one media market in the world. If Trevor Lawrence gets drafted by the Jets, he will be the number one brand in New York. And that will make him arguably one of the biggest brands in the country. I know it's unfair for people outside of New York to get it, but New York is by far the biggest media capital, and you look at how it elevates brands, especially for athletes. If you want a great example, look at Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. made a great catch, and from that great catch, he's been arguably the biggest non-quarterback in the NFL over the past decade in terms of popularity. If you put him in Cleveland, if you put him anywhere else, he's a good receiver, but he's not one of the biggest brands in the NFL. There's no question. And when you look at the New York market now, there's no big brand. Saquon is arguably the biggest brand, but he's a running back. He's been dinged up the last two years. He's going to miss this entire season, and who knows when he'll be back. If Trevor Lawrence can resurrect the Jets, and he's been the spotlight. This is a kid that has been the spotlight since he was 10 years old. He's used to the pressure, and I think he will do just fine with the pressures of New York. So you're going to have this abundance of draft capital, free agent capital. The Jets team is not going to look the same next year. They are in a complete tear-down mode and they will be a better team next year, arguably just because of the amount of picks and free agency that they're going to be able to attack. And for all these people that keep saying, oh, he he should just go back to Clemson. Really? Number one, what else is there to prove for him in college, especially if he wins another national championship or a Heisman? Number two is you can't guarantee injuries in college. And even if he gets injured, I still think he's going to be the number one pick. But that's a concern, and then he can start the clock a year early on getting, like, if we're talking about if he's as good as we're as people are saying, I mean, he could be the next Patrick Mahomes contract, so he starts that a year earlier. Oh, and by the way, for everyone telling Trevor to stay, and here's the third and the most important reason, no matter what happens, he's going to be the number one pick, he's going to go to a bad organization. That is going to be, whatever team he's going to, they're going to have the worst record. Even if he holds out for a year, do you think it's going to get better? If he goes back hypothetically to Clemson, there are probably three or four teams that are going to try to do exactly what the Jets are doing. Strip everything down so they can guarantee that they get the golden ticket. Because the Jets are doing that this year because, look, they don't have a great roster, They have some decent young building blocks that they can try to move forward with, but if you're telling me he goes back to Clemson, there are three or four teams that are going to go, oh, wait a minute. We're not going to be that great next year. We're just going to dump salary. We're going to try to get as many picks and do what the Jets are doing and try to get that number one pick. So even if he does go back to Clemson, it doesn't mean he's going to go to a better organization, and it probably means he's not going to go to as big as a media market. Now, Will Trevor Lawrence still be a big brand in the NFL? Absolutely. But if he wants to be a gigantic brand, look at what New York did for Eli. Look at what New York has done for Jeter. Look at what New York has done for Odell Beckham. I mean, we still, a lot of people in the NFL still view him as this superstar receiver. But the last couple of years, he's been hurt and inconsistent. I mean, but we still go back to that amazing time you have with the Giants. That's what the New York market and the branding does. Especially when you look right now, there's no other big star in New York. The Knicks don't have anyone. The Rangers are a good team, but no one cares about hockey. Baseball, you have some big stars, but really what moves the needle is the NFL. It's the number one sport in America. So you can be the biggest star in the biggest market And arguably on a team that's going to be young and that has a lot of draft capital and pieces that they can put around you moving forward. And you're going to get a better head coach. I don't see what's so negative about going to New York. Now, I know in the moment this year, they're an absolutely horrendous team. But they also are a bad team with the hardest schedule in the NFL. I mean, people looked at the Jets' schedule before the season and said, man, the NFL did them absolutely zero favors. You looked at the Jets' schedule, and even before the season, I said, if Sam Darnold plays like a top-10 quarterback or a top-10 quarterback talent, which everyone's hoping, the offensive line's healthy, Le'Veon Bell returns to Pittsburgh Steeler form, Jamal Adams is on this team, C.J. Mosley doesn't opt out, you still were thinking, if they were a 7-9 team, that was an accomplishment because of the schedule. And I get that they're going blown out, and it's ugly, and you don't want to see it, and Adam Case has been a horrendous head coach. But you look right now like the Jets would be more attractive than the Bengals were last year. And Burrow didn't really have a choice. He was either go to them or basically tell the Bengals you have to trade me. But once again, he's in a small market. He's in Cincinnati. The amount of endorsement deals Trevor Lawrence could get from New York if he hits. Not only is he going to get one of the biggest contracts if he hits as the New York Jets quarterback. But if he hits, can you imagine the legacy And the endorsement deals he gets. Look at Joe Namath. And it's funny because even if you fail in New York, if you're somewhat successful, you're set up for life. I mean, look at Odell. Odell has gotten so much from that one catch on a Sunday night football game because he was a member of the Giants. He's gotten one of the biggest contracts. He's gotten a shoe deal. And he's yeah in Cleveland. I mean, he's been good. But let's be honest, the best offensive player on that team is Nick Chubb, and he's injured. So, I mean, Eli Manning, the amount of endorsements he has gotten, the legacy of Derek Jeter, you look at Joe Namath, and Joe Namath hasn't picked up a football and thrown it in over 40 years. I mean, this is just, it just shows you the power of New York and how beloved you become if you are successful there. If Trevor Lawrence turns the Jets around, he's going to be the biggest star in that city by a mile it will not even be close so for everyone saying like roddy white uh trevor lawrence go back to school so let me get this straight roddy um i'm not going to go to a team that's going to have low expectations a new offensive head coach and oh by the way is the most cap and draft capital probably of any team over the next three years I'm not going to go to the number one media market in the world where I can get countless endorsements and build myself as a brand that long after I'm done playing, people will know my brand and I will be a transcendent person, especially if I play great football. And oh, by the way, I could go back to school but get injured or I can start that clock on my mega deal a year early because if I am even close to a top five quarterback talent, And he has all the tools to be it. He is going to set a record contract by the time he is due his by the New York Jets. So he's going to go back to college, risk injury, when there's really nothing more for him to do in college. And, oh, he's going to get drafted by another dysfunctional organization next year that probably won't be in a big market, probably won't have that many endorsements. And look, he'll still have a great career, but... Everyone who's just banging on the Jets right now, and I know it's bad and it's rough to watch in the moment, but when you look at their future perspective, you look at that they have all these draft picks. You look that they have 13 of the 27 next picks in the three years in the first three rounds. That's huge. When they're going to have the number one cap space going to the next offseason, in an offseason where, let me remind you, a lot of teams are going to be over the cap because the salary cap will go down. The Jets are in a great position. So teams... That could have kept stars before. Are now going to be on the free agent market. And this is going to be one of the deepest free agent classes in NFL history. And the Jets will have the most money. They have draft capital. So for everyone saying. Oh Trevor Lawrence. It would be terrible for him to go to New York. I, I don't see where they're coming from. Because if he hits it in New York. he is going to be a king. In the sports world. Not just in New York but a king and a brand that no one will ever forget if he is successful with the New York Jets. Want more Jets content? Hey, you gotta hit that subscribe button. I promise you we got a lot of great stuff, especially as we move toward the offseason. And of course, when we do get to the offseason our countless mock drafts. You're not going to want to miss any of this, only on Rich Sports Talk.